Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Eight minutes after eight. Thank you so much for tuning into the Forum at Eight. Racial tensions have reached boiling point at the universities of Pretoria and the Free State. Students at both institutions are uh, unhappy and the University of the Free State have since suspended classes following violent brawl between outsourcing a must-fall protesters and spectators at a Varsity Cup match on Monday night. There was also a physical confrontation uh, between uh, black and white students at the University of Pretoria and furthermore, protesters also want an end to outsource employment of cleaners at their institutions. Meanwhile, the University of Pretoria has proposed that all lectured be, uh, lectures be offered in English only as the language issue is also one of uh, the sticking points during these protests. And government has slammed the latest wave of violent protests at the universities, saying it is clear that fringe elements are trying to destabilize the institutions. Higher Education Minister Bladen Ziman says that incidents at the Free State University and the universities of Pretoria and Cape Town prove that a small minority are the ones who want to dislodge elected structures. Various groups have gone on the rampage at these campuses and there has been damage to property and clashes amongst the students. Wisani Makubele has more on this. Higher Education Minister Bladen Zimande says there are fringe elements that seem hell-bent to exploit every problem as part of seeking to hijack legitimate student concerns for their narrow ends. He has cautioned universities and the press not to talk to unrecognized structures. So we are concerned that in some instances it's fringe organizations that have got no standing whatsoever who are trying to fuel this violence because they've got a particular political agenda to try and destabilize our system. That is why also we would urge the media to actually interact with those structures and not just come with some fizzy organizations that we do not know claiming to be representing people because what that does actually, it's tantamount to incitement rather than informing the South African public government says it recognizes the agency of addressing the question of transformation on the students' demands for Africans to be scrapped as a medium of instruction at the concerned universities. Zimanda says the Free State and Pretoria universities have assured government that they are open to discussions. And they are willing to consider certain changes such that certain languages are not used as means of exclusion. We urge that the legitimately elected structures engage with the universities to actually deal with this particular matter. As a department, we've been concerned ourselves that in some institutions, for instance, Afrikaans has been used as a language of exclusion in the manner in which it has been applied. The South African Student Congress, SASCOS's government, has for far too long promised to transform higher education, and they are now tired of waiting. Sasco has, however, appealed to its members to refrain from expressing their concerns through violent means. Secretary General Tembani Makata says the language issue must be addressed urgently. The continuation of postponing matters, in particular the ones that have long ago raised, the issues of institutional cultures, uh, the issue of language policies, those are the things that we've raised. And there have been certain commissions after commissions and they've been promising of some intervention to make sure that those issues change. So we have now decided to take the matter upon ourselves to put pressure to ensure that it happens now while we are still studying and that we benefit out of that particular policy that we want.
Some students expressed disappointment following the State of the Nation address, saying the president did not talk to their demand for free education, among others. Zimande says from the beginning of the year, he has met with more than 30 different stakeholders explaining government's plans aimed at addressing their demands. Over and above the non-increment of university fees and the allocation of more funds through the National Student Financial Aid Scheme this year, the minister says everyone knows that the Presidential Commission is looking into the question of free education as well as the other demands. The reason why the president didn't have to do that, he himself had announced on January the 9th what is going to be done. And then I've been going around explaining and I've met with all student organizations. I want any student organization or any stakeholder to come out and say, I'm in higher education and my organization has not actually been engaged on these particular matters. We've been saying, give the presidential commission an opportunity to go into this, but go back to class in the meantime. The minister has appealed for calm. He says his department will not tolerate violence and the destruction of property. He has called on the police to step in to ensure that everyone is safe. Amuisani Makubele in Johannesburg. At eight on the forum at eight this morning, we are asking: Is what is playing out at our tertiary institutions a sign of a larger societal problem, and should we be concerned that the sort of racial tensions that we are seeing there would spill over into the broader community? And joining us uh, for the forum this morning from the University of Pretoria, Enrico Barnard, who is a member of Afri Forum, and also um, Junior Akosha, who is a member of the South African Student. Students Congress Gauteng Provincial Task Team. They are from the University of Pretoria. And uh, from the University of the Free State, we have Itumeleng Licheko, National Organizer of uh, Socialist Youth, Youth Movement at the University of the Free State, and Chantal Duplessis, who is the chairperson of Afri Forum Youth Coffsies at the University of, of the Free State. Um, uh, lady, gentlemen, uh, thank you all so much for making the time to speak to us this morning. Thank you very much. Now, last year, we saw students coming together and um, much praised for all the actions that uh, unfolded around hashtag fees must fall, the unity especially. So what has happened between then and now? What went wrong, Henrico Barnard? Um, thank you, and welcome to the listeners as well this morning. Um, I think the difference between this approach and last year was totally in the opposition's court, as I'm speaking now, particularly the EFF, as well as people that would like to see Afrikaans banned from campus. This is, in fact, a direct attack on a culture as well as a language. If I can just quickly quote the heading of the memorandum, the EFF, they say, they explicitly state that Afrikaans and all cultures associated with it must be banned within the University of Pretoria and all structures that are affiliated with the university. Now, if you make statements like this, it's very difficult not to anger the um, language group of Afrikaans-speaking students. We actually we came a long road last year and we joined hands to fight for education, as education is the key to actually unite this country and to get us to go forward. Now, Enrico, you say this is an attack on a culture. Did you, by any means, try to engage with the students who were calling for the abolition of Afrikaans in any way? Yes, from myself personally, I did try and engage. Um, 
for some of the EFST and I have not heard back from them yet, but I'm still open for discussion because I believe that that's the way forward. But yeah, not speaking to that yet. <laughs> so, uh, what is your understanding of why students do not want Afrikaans uh, as a medium of instruction at the University of Pretoria? My understanding is that there's a, a big grief under the students against Afrikaans. Um, they say it's because of a variety of reasons. Firstly, the feasibility of Afrikaans, the capacity of the university, and so forth. But I'm not sure if that's the case. Um, that would actually become clearer with further engagement with these um, parties. Let's ask Junior Kocha, uh, who is uh, the, uh, uh, he is uh, from SASCO, the Accounting <coughs> Provincial Task uh, Team. Mm-hmm. Now, Junior, from your side, uh, seemingly Enrico not clear about the opposition to Afrikaans as a medium of instruction. Maybe you can use this opportunity to explain to Enrico what that is about. Okay, I think, uh, hello, um, Sakina. I think firstly around the question of the, the, the op- him not understanding the opposition that uh, organizations like the PYA on campus have to Afrikaans medium instruction and also the institutionalized culture of Afrikaans dominating other African cultures at the University of Pretoria also shows, number one, the lack of interest that AfriForum actually has in engaging other structures and engaging in student affairs to know exactly what students are actually saying, what they prefer and what they don't prefer. But secondly, the basic issues are one, Sakina. The fact that in the University of Pretoria, only 17% of students actually study in Afrikaans um, out of the 100% of students we have. But we have a further crisis in the University of Pretoria where, by, uh, where for example, in one lecture hall you have about 300 students who are studying in, Afri- in English, whilst in another lecture hall you have about uh, 50 students that are only studying in Afrikaans. You'll find out the capacity of a lecture hall in itself is about 300 students. So what you have is the fact that you have the African child or any other child who's studying in English who pays the same amount of tuition fees as a child who's studying Afrikaans, but the amount of um, attention that is given to those students is actually less, even in terms of the overflow that you have in English classes and the shaping of the timetable. We believe that if we are able to phase out Afrikaans classes at the University of Pretoria and have one medium of instruction, it would, one, solve the problem of overflows that we have in classrooms, Two, it would also speak to speak to the issue of timetabling, creating more space in the timetable at the university, either to repeat lectures or increase the number of tutorials we have at the University of Pretoria. I don't think necessarily people, I think um, Afroforum is being a bit dramatic on the question of the total ban of Afrikaans. We're not saying as an organization as, uh, that you must go on campus and now you must speak English from, from uh, morning until evening. No, people are still free to speak the languages as they have done before. But where we have a problem, um, Sakina, is a situation where the Afrikaans culture and language is used as a barrier to prevent access of, the, of people who don't understand Afrikaans that fluently from certain things of the university. For example, even if it goes to the question of a person who's never spoken Afrikaans before, comes to the University of Victoria, enters into a residence. The songs that are sang in residence are in majority in Afrikaans. The traditions which are practiced in residences find their roots in Afrikaans culture. And we're saying as an organization that 22 years after democracy, there must be a level of us saying that um, 
everybody coming from different ethnic groups are going to be able to identify themselves with the institution that they find themselves with. I think it's a heavy it's a heavy question of identity politics, and I think that at times Africa Forum wants to shift the ball away from the question of identity politics because as much as they want to protect their identities as Afrikaners on campus, we also want a sense of feeling at home at the University of Pretoria. And um, what about uh, the assertion that this is essentially an attack on Africana culture? Uh, look, I think, I think before we come to the analysis of it being an attack, I think we must do a historical analysis on the question of Afrikaans and the role that it's played in the South African society. And I think something that a lot of people who come from organizations like Afri Forum who don't understand our call to, to, to deal with Afrikaans is that the historical aspect is that Afrikaans was a language which was which was used by those who decided to oppress the black African majority of South Africa for many years. Now we're saying that um, that reminder of that oppression um, still exists in certain institutions where the culture of the institution is centered around Afrikaans. So it, it's not really an attack on, 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 on Afrikaans, it's a question of transformation. I think the only reason why people would see it as a direct attack on Afrikaans is because of the fact that they realize that there's a distinct dominance of their language, of their culture on campus, and they do not want to let go of that dominance. In any regime, um, when the oppressor sees that uh, the light of day is about to come, they will always claim that they will always claim to want to be the victims. And I think here it's, a, it's just a, a, a clear example of AfriForum trying to play the victim. Look, we're not saying that Afrikaans culture is not welcome at the University of Pretoria. But we're saying that all cultures should be welcome and space should be created for those cultures to be developed, for those languages to be developed at the University of Victoria. So we're asking this morning, is what is playing out at our tertiary institutions a sign of larger societal problems? Should we be concerned that this would spill over onto the streets of South Africa? When we come back from this break, we'll hear from the student representatives from the University of the Free State as to what is going on at their campus. This morning on the Forum at 8, we are looking at what's happening at some of our campuses across the country. Uh, We just heard from uh, student representatives at the University of Pretoria. And now moving over to what has happened at the University of the Free State. And this week, uh, literally coming to blows with some of the students at a rugby match at the university. And uh, we want to hear now from uh, Chantal Dupria, who is a chairperson of AfriForum Youth at uh, the University of the Free State. Chantal, um, very unsavory scenes that took place at the University of the Free State this week. That video went viral. What's your take on that, first and foremost? Very unsavory. Um, but, yeah, it all occurred when the FOC president um, took matters into his own hand and letting protesting students enter into the Lasty Cup rugby field. Um, and then from there on, Tensions were just high, and trying to calm down that situation it was impossible. And then everybody just started attacking each other, and um, you know, there was no way to control it. And we expected more from our SRC president. Um, I mean, he's supposed to be representing all students. Um, but uh, yet again, his political agenda um, comes through. And so, yeah. What is that political agenda and what is it that uh, basically, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Why was there a need for this attack on the protesters? 
firstly, we were all outside busy um, getting members to join our association when the protesters came running towards the Varsity Cup gate. And we are a student organization that stands up for student rights and um, student safety, especially on campus now. And we felt it was necessary for us to close those gates to protect the students that were already inside the Varsity Cup grounds. And the protest was illegally um, done on campus. They did not have permission to protest on campus, yet they still proceeded to try and get into the Varsity Cup um, game. And from there, at the gates, they turned violent on us. Um, many of our members, um, one of our female members, was hit over the head with a megaphone um, from behind. And it's not okay the way things turn violent. And then from there, I mean, the vast majority of the males at that rugby game saw what how they hit that female, and that just sparked a whole other level of um, violence and anger. Let's get a response from Mitul Meleng Lecheko. You heard what Chantal says, and um, what's your version of what went down there? Uh, thank you, Sakina. Um, you, you you can sense an anti-worker tone in everyone. Um, you 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 listen or rather read this, the, the the statement that was forwarded by um, the vice chancellor, and uh, you also sense that everyone is saying that students have you know an ulterior agenda. Um, but perhaps we must be able to state very very clear that uh, we have got no agenda except of that ensuring that these workers are seen and heard. Anything else that <coughs> sorry, Sakina. Um, anything else that uh, is, brought, is brought forward as a reason, um, as an agenda behind this thing, is, is tantamount to, you know, uh, saying that we, 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 we are basically, you know, uh, causing chaos unnecessarily and so on and so on. Whereas we have put it forward that, look, these workers are saying they must be recognized. In fact, there's an agreement that must be honored. And the university is, 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 is the trading on that agreement. And that is why the protest, you know, uh, was taken to Shimla Park, where the, the, the white middle class was pretending as if nothing is happening. Ours was only to get the attention of the vice council, and we'll maintain that until everyone understands that we never went there to fight. And if you look at the video particularly, you will see that no black uh, was defending themselves, even myself. If you look at, uh, at the video below, you will see that I'm in, that I'm phone, you know, uh, around, and 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 I'm even looking at these white people who are doing this to me, without even uh, uh, protecting myself or even uh, uh, fighting back. Then how can anyone say that uh, you know the, the the people inside the field were attacking one another when in fact the attack came from a white, you know, uh, racist anti-worker individual? Who, who, who thought, you know, they could take responsibility from their hands to, to quell the situation. Mm. You heard what Chantal said. She said, you know, they were there doing whatever they were doing, watching the rugby match and enjoying that. Do they not have a right not to be drawn into your protest if they uh, don't agree with it or are simply not in, interested in taking part in it? Uh, Sakina, they do have the right, you know, to... to, to we lost it to Meleng there. But I just want to ask, um, uh, the Minister Bladen Zimande made the point uh, that there were some political agendas at play here. Would you agree with that, Henrico Barnard? 
Yes, definitely. Um, I think the receiving the situation no, that no, 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 um, no, 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 no. is about the outsourcing, as I directly. No. 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 Huh? Uh, apologies, I'm not sure what's going on. There's some uh, something going on on one of the lines. But Enrico, okay. I think what we're going to do is we're going to go to news headlines. When we come back, we'll sort out the lines and make sure that every everybody's back with us. Because Minister Bladen Zimane asserts that uh, there is uh, some political agenda at play here that's fueling uh, the racial tensions that we see on these campuses. Do you agree with that? Uh, and the, in, in terms of the rights, are people's rights being violated here and are the responses to uh, these uh, violations, alleged uh, rights violations, are they also legitimate or have people overstepped their bounds in this regard as well? We'll open the lines when we come back and we'd like to hear from you, especially if you're a student at any of these universities and um, what your take is uh, on all of these questions. Is what is playing out at these tertiary institutions a sign of a larger societal problem and should we be concerned that such scenes of racial tension will spill over onto the streets of South Africa. Thank you so much for tuning in on the forum this morning asking, is what is playing out at our tertiary institutions, the racial tensions there, is it a sign of a larger societal problem? And should we as South Africans be concerned that these racial tensions uh, will spill over onto the streets of South Africa? That's what we're asking our guests this morning and we're asking you to engage on that as well. And uh, just before we go to the calls, I want to touch on this issue of political agendas at play here. Enrico Barnard, before the break, I asked you the question, but unfortunately the line got cut. So perhaps I can just get a quick response from each of you on that. Are there political um, uh, agendas at play here? And if so, from who and what are they? Enrico? Uh, Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I would definitely agree and say yes, it is a political agenda. Because at all campuses you can see exactly the same problems being addressed. And that clearly shows that there's a mandate coming from above, maybe from national or third party, I'm not sure, but that is taking these people on where to throw in their energy. And I think for this case it's unfair, because at this stage students are fighting for the national agenda of some of these people. Could you, um, could you be clearer on that, Enrico, uh, from above, from whom, where, and, and, and to what end? Um, specifically speaking at the University of Pretoria, the EFF is the major party that's leading these um, protests. And it's the same, um, uh, what did you say, the same problems that's being addressed from their side nationwide. At the University of it's now outsourcing, where outsourcing was addressed at our university just a while ago. So it's the same thing that's being addressed nationwide, and that tells me that it's not only university level, but maybe nationally. So you're saying the EFF pushing an, a, a political agenda here. Um, uh, let's hear from yeah. Junior. Junior, do you agree with that? Uh, the question, look, um, campuses in themselves are political space. At no point in time can you ever deny that there would be, um, what you would call it, uh, political agendas being pushed on campus. Uh, we can't deny that. But I think the broader question here is not to shift the goalposts onto the question of political agendas, rather, but to actually address the broader transformation issue at the University of Pretoria. Because I think if we're going to narrow it down and say, look, there are political agendas, 
we need to find out how far those political agendas go. Look, from SASCO, basically, you're always saying at the University of Pretoria that you want conclusive transformation. And transformation in itself is a call that most political organizations have had. And in South Africa, the ANC has been championing that call for, 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 for transformation. So I don't think that it should be criminalized in terms of saying that there is a national call for transformation in higher education. SASCO has made a national call for, IG, for transformation in higher education for over 24 years now. And I think it can't be a special thing this year when we say that as part and parcel of transformation, we want the development of African cultures at the University of Pretoria and also we want to change in the language policy. So I think um, the key... Yeah. Are you saying that the Minister of Higher Education is deflecting? Um, look, the statement of the Minister of Higher Education, I think the Department of Higher Education uh, has brought out the statement to say that universities must open up engagement, but also condemning violence. Look, at SASCO, at SASCO, we condemn any sort of violence on campus. But also in condemning the question of violence, we also um, raise the issue of other organizations that seek to dispense this violence on campus. It makes it very difficult for members of our organization who merely go to campus wearing a T-shirt. They're either called um, rude names um, um, by, by people who want Africans to stay, mainly from Afriforum, or secondly, when ha- wanting to have meetings on the campus where their students, they're stopped by a group of people from entering a venue. I think those things are things that precipitate violence. But um, on the, with the call for the minister, I think that if the minister is saying that uh, universities must open engagement, uh, I think they should take a role in facilitating this type of engagement. Because it's not the time for us to have another talk shop. It's not the time for us to, to have another task team. What we're saying with the South African Students Congress is that there should be then a clear way that the ministry is then facilitating to ensure that all stakeholders are able to sit in the meeting and engage on the issue of the language policy and institutional cultures in institutions of higher learning. Chantal, with the benefit of hindsight, uh, do you think that there should be an apology for what happened um, at uh, the University of the Free State on Monday? In a way, yes, but the apology should come from management of the University of of the Free State as um, they did not take the necessary uh, precautions in order to keep students safe and to keep things calm. Um, So the Apology should come from the management of the University of the Free State. And then also the protesters that, yes, they, they had um, defaced many of our buildings and broken down statues. And all we ask is for mutual respect of our culture, of our languages. Um, but we respect them. We just ask that they respect us as well at the University of the Free State. And you don't think there should be an apology from those who um, perpetrated uh, the beating up of black students on Monday night? Of course there should be an apology for that as well, but um, we need to sit down and get everybody together to sort this out because it has turned into a racial issue and it's not just going to disappear overnight. Itumeleng, do you think that you owe anyone an apology for what happened on Monday? And how are you going to move on, move uh, together towards a common purpose at the University of the Free State, given the tensions that have arisen now? Uh, Sakina, you see, Chantel is, 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 is an apologetic uh, you know, uh, individual for what happened, because you can sense that uh, he's trying to protect basically the perpetrators. 
um, who are mainly white, you know, racist group that is anti-worker. Um, we feel personally that everyone at the University of, uh, of the First State should take responsibility. In fact, it's their duty to ensure that the university caters for the rights of all. Uh, we, when we were, when we landed in the in the stadium, ours was only to get the attention, and I, and I, and I maintain that we wanted to get the attention of uh, the vice council. Um, the wife actually did have the responsibility also to intervene, but the manner in which they intervened has you know uh, changed the, the the landscape of the struggle. Now it 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 it, it has you no know, now um, sort of you know diverted the main issue that was on the table. Uh, but similarly, we must also we must also um, make it categorically clear that we reject, you know, the the, the, the dramatic hype about the coming race war. Um, we we feel that it's an intensification of the class war that is unfolding. You know, on the one side, second class. Okay, we seem to have lost it to Meneng there. Um, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's hear from our callers, 0891-104-208. What do you make of these racial tensions at our tertiary institutions? Is it just a, a sign of what's going on in broader South African society? And should we be worried? Should we be concerned that tomorrow people could turn around and um, those racial tensions spill over onto our streets where people will just beat each other up? What's your take on what is going on here? 891 Chris, you're calling from Durban. Good morning. Hi. Uh, the first point that I want to say is in, in answering your question, it's a clear sign of a failed rain donation concept because the rain donation was just an abstract concept that did not want to address the deeper issues. I like what uh, the other guy was talking about because it shows that as the triple, the triple challenges that we face, they are deepening. And their people are beginning to go to their corners, which unfortunately in South Africa is defined by race. But when you hear the tone and the language that all your guests are speaking about today is us and them, which mm-hmm. means management has failed to address, especially in the free state. And it's quite interesting that this is the same free state where a group of white races who were, at, who were, who were planning who killed the president during an ANC conference, were arrested in the free state. And it's quite interesting that the first politician to speak was Tony Mulder. And so the minister is correct, but where we also need to, to, to point blame, government can't manage this problem by issuing press statements. They need to be there on the ground because the political intentions are really to render this government irrelevant and to show that it is not governing, and to really undermine the rule of law in South Africa. That is the intention. And you can't manage that thing by issuing press statements and, and giving uh, Amar voice, 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 uh, this thing. All so right. I think the state really needs to show that we are governing, South Africa needs to be governed. And interesting, and lastly, transformation means, because transformation is a subjective concept. So transformation to the current student would mean something else according to them. So seven years later, five years later, another young group of young people will come and they still have their own demands around transformation. So we'll forever be transforming. Thank you so much, uh, Chris in Durban. City, so you're in Valcom. Good morning. Hi, Sakina. Um, you know, my 
worry um, to, to, to answer your question, my big worry is that I see a situation where there would be black retaliation. Um, with all these um, racism things that, that are happening, and, and that is a problem. My view is that we actually need, you know, what I would call um, the true, honest leadership with integrity uh, from all parties, uh, especially from parties such as AfriForum who advocate for a certain group of people. Um, because if we cannot have um, what I would call an inclusive view on the way forward, I'm telling you, Sakina, we are in for a big racial trouble in South Africa. Thank you, Tidi. So let's hear Tapelo's view. He's calling from Bethlehem. Good morning, Tapelo. Good morning, Sakina. Uh, Sakina, uh, the, the issue uh, for many years uh, that has passed, uh, many issues like uh, the one that has been currently, has been one, which is unfair white privilege. The uh, white people are doing their utmost to maintain and preserve the privilege they obtain in the form of slavery called apartheid. And and what is happening is, uh, like how the, uh, I, I was a student uh, at the University of, of the Free State. If you check there, you still have uh, buildings uh, called the JDM Herzog. JDM Herzog is the founder of apartheid. It means uh, the person is being hero It's like naming a place Hitler uh, in the middle of, of a place where the Jews live. And also, if you check uh, what they were doing, uh, they were using uh, uh, two languages uh, 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 as medium of instructions. The Africans one, what they were doing is, they were giving uh, the study guides with, info, with, with a specific information. And for us, we, we, we had to, to go via textbook and everything. They were given a scope to do it. Everything was made easy for them. So what we, what, what we are saying is, uh, uh, the, the white people must recognize that Africans was instrumental in the butchery of our people in, uh, in, in June 16, 1976. And also, Africans is instrumental in perpetuating white supremacy and ensuring that our people, our people remain unprivileged forever. Thank you so much, Tapelo. Uh, here in Cape Town, Caroline, good morning. Um, morning, Zakina. I would just like to address one of the issues that was raised by a woman who spoke earlier. She said that the problem now has only become a racial one. But that's not really the case. We have such a need for post-colonial reform in South Africa. We've had centuries of oppression, not just stemming from a past, it comes from colonialism as well. To say that people don't have a right to engage in the social and political climate in South Africa is not doing anything to disrupt the mentalities that we've had for this long. For people just to sit and live in really, you know, the lap of luxury and, and not hear what the majority of the country lives through every day, whether it's economic infringements or, you know, social context is really unfair contact. The point is a mental framework needs to be disrupted in South Africa, and I think that really is what the aim of Roads Must Fall, Disrupting Whiteness and Black Lives Matter is in South Africa. It's a really crucial movement, and the point is to get into people's faces and to confront them with attitudes that they've been able to hold onto since Mandela sold dreams to people that, you know, just hasn't materialized in South Africa.
Well, Caroline, thank you so much. And just reminded me of a comment, a similar comment that I heard earlier on in the week, saying that uh, the mental framework needs to be disrupted. So uh, the approach has to be changed. But is this going to lead us to a place where we will be beating each other up on the streets of South Africa? Karim in Durban, what are your thoughts? Can you hear me? I can hear you, Karim. Again, I want to make a point very, very short and sweet. Unfortunately, we are not going to heal. The country is not going to heal with racial the discrimination as they are practicing at the moment. This story of people within the government, a small party that is basically at the I'm not going to name parties, I'm not going to name who, who are causing a problem where uh, instigating the youth today to t- change the attitude and they don't want us to heal. Words like Guptas, words like uh, whites, words, words like this should never be used. The, 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 the race card should never be used. And these people who are instigating, who are indoctrinating the young youth today, I will not name the party. They should be put down and said, shut up. Where's Karim? I don't know. But Karim, uh, are you seriously blaming one party, one political party for everything that's going on here? And what does that say about the agency of students? So they can't think for themselves. They are so easily indoctrinated that uh, they will simply be over, overall and bulldozed by some political party to say, you go and you do this. If that is what our students are about, then we really are in trouble. Uh, Craig in Durban, good morning. Morning, Sakina. How are you? Good and you? Good, very well, thank you. I think my my point is, you know, um, I don't know, I don't know tons about what's what's going on. I'm not going to pretend I do, but it does seem to be a sense that you. One of your guests made a point earlier that the um, the agenda of of the EFF does seem to be something around trying to create uh, dissatisfaction and disharmony in a number of ways. What's going on in Parliament? And uh, and the agendas do seem to match somewhat, and and so I do get the sense that there is some political agenda from the EFF behind what is going on 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 various campuses. And I think to your point you just made there, you know, do, can students not make up their own minds of how they will react? I think people are really smart, just like the white government was in the time of apartheid. The, the, the people are very knowing how to take impressionable minds and make promises and and give suggestions as to what they could get if they were to support this specific political power party to get it in, into power. And then they also know the ways in which to kind of pour salt on the wounds of the specific other groups. So going to a, a, a very white Afrikaans-dominated society, uh, university and kind of interrupting a rugby match, it's exactly that thing that's going to cause such a tense situation that it's very unlikely not to end in violence. So I think that the suggestion that well, that but, but, was but, but, somehow going to be peaceful. Why should that be acceptable? Why should it end no, no, in no, violence? No, 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 of course not. No, no, it, it absolutely shouldn't. I'm not suggesting it should at all. I just think um, those demonstrators, I think, I, 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 again, without, and I, this might sound really horrible thing to say, but I think that's exactly what they wanted to happen yesterday because now they've come out of this looking much more positive, where actually I would say, as someone who's not very involved, surely what they did in the first place isn't right in that going and disrupting a rugby match. I hear what your guest said about trying to get the attention, um, and I think they've clearly done that. And I, as I say, I just get the sense of what happened yesterday or on Monday is probably exactly what they wanted wanted to happen, and I think they knew that was the possible outcome. And that, that just worries me, because I think you then start to manipulate people 
to something, and it does feel like there's something bigger behind it when you look at the common theme going across the, the whole thing. Um, but as I say, I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not involved in it. But just as an outsider uh, with a little bit of perspective, it does seem to look like there is quite a well-thought-out and well-clever-drafted agenda behind what's going on in all the different places. And absolutely, the people weren't right in the way that they responded, and I think your comment to the female guest is, yes, of course those guys should have been apologizing as well. But I think it's unlikely that that was going to end in any way different on, okay. on Monday. Thank you so much, Craig. And uh, the good thing is uh, that we actually have Itumeleng, who was part of that, who was one of the guys beaten up on that video. And he will respond. He'll tell us exactly whether he has been manipulated and how, you know, why exactly they embarked on the cause of action that they did. At, uh, starting to wrap it up now, looking at what is happening on our campuses. And Itumeleng, you heard um, what Craig was saying before that and uh, some of the other callers also suggesting that uh, the student protests, uh, those who are involved in those protest movements, are being manipulated. What's your response to that? So, you know, blaming the victims does not assist. You know, um, workers are, and in fact, as, as students also, we are victims of you know, white supremacists, we are victims of, you know, uh, the disregard and, and the undermining, constant disregard and undermining of management. Um, of course, you know, class struggle is a political struggle. And and in most cases of black people um, constituting the majority of the working class, we will, in most cases, <coughs> sorry, find ourselves, you know, in, in one group. Uh, uh, whether uh, a person is in SASCO, a person is in the EFF, a person is in the, the SYN, the fact remains that most of us, our mothers and fathers, are cleaners and, and, and uh, you know, security officers. And that is why we felt particularly that, you know, the 2000 rent does not really assist anybody. And we felt that uh, management could have, you know, handled the situation better because we, we are coming from a week-long a protest in front of the gate where management totally disregarded uh, the protest. And in fact, even Mr. Morgan himself, uh, as, as, as a member of the council, was saying that, you know, they cannot be pushed into a point where, you know, they cannot maneuver. The fact is that Mr. Morgan and Mr. Johnson receive well above one million or two million. And we must ask as a society, you know, what kind of people are leading the society, especially our, our academic institution, who earn that much and still, you know, can be able to justify giving another human being, another parent for that matter, 2,000 rand to survive. Okay. Any, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to cut you there because I want to give each one uh, just a chance to maybe wrap and give us their final thought for this. Enrico Barnard? Yes. <clears throat> just the final thought from my side. Mm, and are you manipulated uh, as well? No, definitely not. Um, I'm a proud um, Afrikaans-speaking student, and I would like to see Afrikaans thrive on campus. But as summary, um, I think it's time for student leaders now to um, meet up and find a solution for this thing, because we all condemn violence on campus, as it sounds to me. Um, there are objective people in the midst of us. But I think for student leaders, it's time now to uh, sit around the table and find a way forward this thing so that a campus can get open again and that we can discuss this thing in a um, healthy manner. We can also right. ask management to give us that opportunity from their side um, 
to make that platform for students to openly discuss these things and to see what's the real um, depth behind it. Junior? Um, as a South African Students Congress um, in Gauteng, what we're basically saying about the current situation at the University of Pretoria is that we, one, condemn any forms of violence, any violent acts that we find on campus. Two, we advocate for peaceful um, 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 protest on campus if there's going to be any protest. But secondly, we also advocate for peaceful negotiation because we do realize that most of the issues which are raised uh, on campus can only be solved through discussion. We'd also like to advocate the question of the opening of the communication channels, not only across to student um, formations, but I also think directly to the management. And we just want to send a message that, look, the transformation of higher education in South Africa is a number one issue. And we will, as an organization, keep agitating for the question of, of, of um, transformation, especially of institutional cultures in institutions mm-hmm. where our people were previously excluded. And okay. what we'd like to say is that, look... Uh, Junior, I'm going to have to cut you off there because I just need a quick word from Chantelle as well. Chantelle? I totally agree. I think we all need to meet up and try and just solve this. Um, negotiations will need to take place because of how things have escalated. But also just mutual respect for each other on campus and our cultures and our languages. And it's time now for proper student leaders with our political agendas that cater for the entire student body and not just those with the same ideologies. Well, thank you so much to all our student leaders this morning, Enrico Barnard and Chantal Duplessis to Meleng Lecheko and Junior Akosha. And of course, we haven't seen the end of this, but thanks so much for your participation. Just after nine, time for news with Kumbuzile Tabete.